who will the top five Minnesota Vikings be in the year 2025? Find out next on Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, joined by sidekick Luke Inman. He's at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter. What's going on, Luke? You emailed me about this. I love the concept because, you know, I was thinking about, I think it's just so important, you know, when you think about the Vikings or any team, really, from a team-building kind of front office lens, just to think about the handful of core guys that are just irreplaceable, right? Who are the building blocks, the young nucleus, if you will, that says to the rest of the league, hey, when you think about the Vikings' identity, this is how they want to play football, and these are the guys you think of first when you think Minnesota Vikings. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And it's interesting, Luke, because when you think about 2025, who will the top five Minnesota Vikings be? We might have a lot of different names in the mix. Uh, The Vikings have already said goodbye to Eric Hendricks and Adam Thielen. Guy like Harrison Smith might be might be gone within one year. Daniil Hunter might be gone within one year. You don't know who's going to be around in 2025, nor do you know who's going to emerge. So here's the criteria. I've asked you to come up with a top five list. Players that are currently on the roster, obviously on the table. Players that are in the draft are on the table. You can project who might be selected and who might become a top five player in two years. And players on other teams are on the table. So if you project the Vikings make a bonkers trade for an elite player, that guy can be on the list. So I'm opening this wide open. Luke Inman, you've got your top five. Hit me with your number five player. Brian O'Neill had to be on here somewhere. He is the oldest player on the list, but in 2025, I still think he's one of the top five players on the Vikings roster like he is now. He'll be considered by the, the cornerstone tackle on the right side that, you know, over the years, Sam, with the way teams have found and developed elite pass rushers on both sides of the ball now, having a high-end right tackle has become just as important as having a, a great elite left tackle as well. So I think he bounces back fine after the injury continues to just establish himself as one of the best right tackles in the game moving forward. Number five on my list. All right, number five. I'm also going with an existing Minnesota Viking. I'm going to go Brian Asamoah. I love this guy. And I know I love him because I have seen, Luke, so many linebackers come into this team. They compete in training camp. They play in the preseason. And they're forgettable. They're kind of meh, right? They don't leave an impact on you. And most of those players have gone on to be, at best, special teams guys. Brian Asamoah stands out to me so much more than other linebackers I've seen come in this system at the level of like an early, like different player than Anthony Barr, but the kind of impact and splashes that he can make on the field feels like Anthony Barr when he first came onto the scene, when it was clear right away, this guy can ball. This guy's really good. Brian Asamoah strikes me as that kind of player. Different skill set than a bar, but I think he's ready to make an impact right away in 2023. And by 2025, 
who knows where he'll be. I've got very high hopes for Brian Asamoah. They've cleared out a starting spot for him already. He's number five on my list. Really like it, Sam. You know what? I think you're shortchanging him because number four on my list, Brian Asamoa. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. Nice. Love the potential of this kid. And yeah, I'm betting on the upside, but the tools are all there with him, like you said, for him to become a playmaking defender at the linebacker position. I think Brian Flores, honestly, is going to be the best thing that ever happened to him just from a developmental standpoint. Listen, the NFL, it is built on speed now. And Asamoah, he's lightning fast. I think he's going to be a playmaker with just how explosive he is flying around the field, getting into the backfield. Brian Asamoah is going to be considered a cornerstone defender on this Vikings roster in 2025. All right, my number four, I'm going to give the first name that most people probably haven't heard of. Luke, I'm guessing you have. You're the local draft guru. Everybody talks about Marvin Harrison Jr. as the next great Ohio State receiver. But what about his running mate? What about Ameka Egbuka? Not people probably haven't heard the name. He is Ohio State's other 1,000-yard receiver. He was a sophomore last year. Didn't do anything freshman year. Last year, 1,151 yards, 74 receptions, 10 touchdowns, would be draft eligible in 2024. I think this might be a Jefferson Chase situation at LSU where you've got the one guy, um, in this case Harrison, who kind of shares the load with another elite receiver, Egbuka. And maybe you don't see exactly which one is 1A, 1B because they're both so good. But I think Egbuka could be available kind of that mid to late first round in the draft next year. Maybe he even waits another year and comes out in 2025. But I think the Vikings, maybe they, they aren't able to retain K.J. Osborne. They're looking for that next big wide receiver to pair with Justin Jefferson. I'm going to project Emeka Egbuka from the Ohio State University who can play in the slot. He can play outside. He's going to be your number four viking in 2025 you know you started that sentence with marvin harrison jr i'm thinking uh, i don't want to burst sam's bubble that guy's going top three next year i'm not kidding you he's going to be the next larry fitzgerald type prospect but anybody from ohio state coming from this brian hartline kind of system obviously such a polished smooth prospect coming out garrett wilson chris olave and so many other ohio state buckeye receivers coming into the nfl that's a great pick can't go wrong with any buckeye wide receiver sam awesome before we get to our top three today's episode brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook March Madness starting up on this Thursday again. We got the Sweet 16 round, Elite 8 round, and Final Four next weekend. NHL and NBA down to the final 10 games that postseason around the corner. It's a great time to sign up at FanDuel, get a no-sweat first bet. So you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, so you can try it again. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and very easy to use. There are myriad ways to bet, hundreds, in fact, to get in the action. And you can stack your bets up within the same game for the epic same-game parlays for a chance at a whopper of a payout. That no-sweat first bet's pretty nice, too. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. When your first bet doesn't win, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and get started. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Okay, Luke, I give it back to you. Number three. The top five Vikings in 2025. Yeah, I know it feels like when you see this guy or think about him, it's kind of what you see is what you get. And maybe a plateau is on the horizon for him in the future. But 
I see it differently, honestly, because tight end is such a position that often takes years for guys to fully tap into their ceiling and their peak. And TJ Hawkinson, when he came out of Iowa, had the potential to be one of the best tight ends in the entire NFL. And I think he's still on track to do so. But again, with this position, a lot of times it can take five, six years, arguably a top three tight end today. But by the time 2025 rolls around and Travis Kels continues to slow down, I think Hawkinson, especially in this KOC offense now, is going to only become more refined, more polished in his game. And believe it or not, even get better, which is scary to think about. Number three on my list, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think the potential is limitless. For that guy, after what we saw last year with Kirk Cousins, man, that I assume there's an extension coming down the pipe, which will keep him here into 2025 and beyond. So my number three, I'm throwing a dart. I am hedging my bets. I'm thinking, okay, well, who, what position do the Vikings need pretty badly this year? It's got to be cornerback. There's a, a very good chance, very good chance that they end up going cornerback in the first round. So play it forward 2025. So that would be a first round pick going into their third year in the league, probably starting to to really figure things out. I'm going to say that guy is Deontay Banks. I think Deontay Banks is going to be a star in this league. He's one of the most athletic prospects in the draft. Perfect relative athletic score. 4-3 kind of speed. Outside cornerback from Maryland. 6-1, 205. He's got like Perfect cornerback size, unbelievably athletic, very good last year for the Terrapins. And because it's such a cornerback rich first round, Luke, I think he could fall. I think he could fall to number 23 if indeed, you know, the guys like Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter Jr. are going off the board. Even though he's so incredible, he still might be cornerback four. I don't think he can go wrong with any of the cornerbacks in this first round, but if the Vikings get him in round one this year, just think about kind of the way that cornerbacks in the past have developed by year three on this Minnesota Vikings team. I think by 2025, Banks could be one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. So that's my number three on the list. Really like it. This class loaded with cornerbacks, but it's not about just grabbing any quarterback. It's about grabbing the right cornerback, Sam. And I think you're definitely on the uh, right path there with Banks. I think his upside in a Brian Flores system, again, I think he could thrive. So I really like that. All right. You're number two. You know, the things Christian Derrissaw has done in two seasons, really, Sam, has been out of this world. And when you think about the projection, the path he's on right now, we're literally looking at potentially the number one left tackle in the entire league in the next few years. And like all these guys, yep. Staying healthy, that's the biggest hurdle. Can he stay on the field? If he can, he's only going to get better and better. And as of now, there's not much difference between him and some of the best elite tackles in the league, like a Trent Williams. So I think he continues to learn the nuances of the game. He continues to get stronger and bigger every offseason. By the time you get to 2025, I think Christian Derrissaw will be considered the number one left tackle in the entire NFL. Boy, I mean, that, that that's a great... Great selection because it's also my selection for number two, Christian Derrissaw. Um, you hope that injuries don't catch up to him, particularly concussions. I think that's a big concern coming off of last year because it was two two concussions. I think it was two. Um, you don't want to see that concussion count, obviously, for his long-term health. You don't want to see that build up. So if that can be avoided, I think that Christian Derrissaw could easily be a top tackle in this league that's going to get expensive i mean you're going to have 
Brian O'Neill making 19 or 20. You're going to have Derisaw making the same. You're going to have Jefferson making what he's making. Doesn't that almost compel you to go the rookie quarterback route? Like you, you can't afford to have a top tier paid quarterback unless it's a future Hall of Like unless it's Aaron Rodgers, unless it's Tom Brady. That's the only circumstance where you could afford a contract like that because you have to pay. Christian Derisaw, you have to pay Jefferson. Um, Derisaw just put it together in year two, man. I mean, he was so good. I think better than anybody expected, honestly. We expected him to take a leap, not that kind of leap. That was a like running long jump kind of leap. Um, he was so phenomenal. So that's my number two as well. I, I gotta guess your number one's probably the same as mine, but let's hear it. Andrew Booth Jr. No, I knew I'm it. kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's 2025 now. We've already got the number one tight end in the league, but I'm predicting TJ Hawkins. We got the number one left tackle in the league in Christian Derrissaw. How about the trifecta here with the number one wide receiver in the league too? No surprise here, Sam. I know you got him up top. Justin Jefferson, much like Derrissaw, has done so many just special things in his first few seasons that really kind of broke the threshold of how we view the wide receiver receiver position Tyree Kill Devontae Adams they're going to be slowing down while Jefferson he's only going to continue to polish his game even more so that's just a scary thought for opposing defenses and it's just incredible to wonder to think about you know the type of game-changing plays he's going to be putting on the highlight reel in 2025 a perfect marriage with KOC this guy is one of maybe a select few in the entire league that you can almost guarantee 100-plus catch seasons year after year after year. There's no question he'll only stamp his place as the best wideout in the game two, three years down the road. Yeah, Vikings fans have been so spoiled at wide receiver. It's crazy. Because, because the progress has just been so linear, like just every single year getting better and better. And we saw it with Thielen. You know, you saw the late blooming Chris Carter, the late blooming Jake Reed. These guys just they get in here and they continue to ascend. And with Jefferson, when is he? Is there a plateau for this guy? Because I, I think that you would have been happy if he just duplicated his rookie year. If he had just gone 88 catches, 1400 yards, you would have taken that. But he goes for 108 and then 1600 in the next year. And you would have taken that. And then he goes for 128 and 1800. Like, I think you're constant, you're always satisfied with what he's given you, and yet he keeps giving you more. So the next threshold is obviously 2,000 yards, 150 catches. When is this guy going to slow down? I don't know. I hope it never happens. I love watching him. He doesn't have really any apparent weaknesses, and that includes kind of his character, his locker room presence, his coachability and his ability on the field. Yeah, uh, and, I don't and to your point here too, Sam, like when does he plateau? When do we start to see that? I think the only question now is who do they pair opposite of him for the future? Because mm -hmm. that's the one and only thing I see that could hold him back is if the Vikings aren't able to just find him a legitimate running mate that can hold defenses accountable for double and triple teaming him play after play, week after week. That's a big question that needs to be answered well before we even get to 2025. Yeah, no doubt about it. Probably KJ Osborne this year, and we'll see down the road who that might be. Um, so that's the list. Ryan O'Neill, 
Brian Asamoa, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Derrissaw, Justin Jefferson. And listen, I'd love to have Lamar Jackson on the list or be able to predict they'd go sign Quinn and Williams or draft Hendon Hooker, our guy. But it's just tough to project where their mindset and where their cap space is going to be that many years down the road. But certainly so much can happen from now until then. And especially in the NFL, you see so much change from year to year. Anybody can go from worst to first or vice versa. So, yeah, a lot could change. Just tough to predict exactly who they're going to be targeting in the draft or free agency over the next few years. And I'm going Brian Asamoah, Ameka Egbuka, Deontay Banks, Christian Derrissaw, Justin Jefferson. Save the receipts because if Banks and Egbuka are on this team, I'm Nostradamus. So that's the uh, Minnesota Rankham Show for today. Back next week with more exciting lists. As we settle debates and start new ones, he's Luke Inman. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Comment below how we do on the list, and we'll talk to you on the roundtable on Friday morning with Ron Johnson.